0: Back, we are sitting outside on the porch. Kelsey, we intended to do this—I don't know what—two months ago, sit mm-hmm. out on the porch and and do a podcast. But yes. uh, the Canadian wildfires had something to say about that, and you know, truth be told, it's not the nicest night here either. Could but be better, but it could, be better, could but also it's, be worse. That's right. It's it's dry, and here we are. How are you, my friend?
1: I am well. How Excellent. are you?
0: Good, good. Yes. Um, it is. September 6th uh, we are recording it is a Wednesday evening the night before the NFL season kicks off <laughs> I'm laughing because, this woman comes prepared <laughs> well it's like it's like our signature whenever we go anywhere we bring the kanga and we have brought the kanga to the to the back porch for <laughs> for a Reduce podcast the recording of, uh, inside yeah that's right trips. I that's like right
1: and comes prepared yeah damn it.
0: so in case anybody doesn't know what a, what a kanga is it's essentially like a um, a cooler like an insulated cooler where it'll keep your cans cold for an extended period of time without even putting ice in there. There's no ice in there. It's just the the oh, cooler.
1: Oh, I actually didn't know that. Yeah. So. So is it like more impressive than a Yeti? I suppose um, it doesn't need ice. It's
0: probably more portable than Certainly. a Yeti. that
1: Yeti you have is. Right. You so. Put bodies in that.
0: Yes. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah. So if you're Don't going piss to. Brady uh <laughs> off. He has a Yeti. If you're going to an hour or two of softball. This little Kanga here can fit a 12-pack of White Claw, no problem. Um, wow. Yeah.
1: You know what? It's pretty... Like, it looks good for being able to get all that in there. Right, hair. right. Good, you, Kanga. Yeah. You go, girl.
0: It's, it's a summer essential for us, um, speaking of summer. So, um, yeah, it is September 6th, as I was saying, and we are... Right about 24 hours, Kelsey, from kickoff of the 2023 NFL season.
1: I didn't know that. Thank you for informing me.
0: <laughs> the Bears are not playing tomorrow night. So, yeah, so I knew they played Sunday. I guess right. I
1: didn't realize, of course, that there's Thursday night football.
0: Well, there's always, well, I guess there's always a Thursday night football game, but they typically have done um, the season opener on Thursday. Mm. Um, and it's usually, not always, but usually including the Super Bowl champion. Uh, in which case it is the Kansas City Chiefs Mm. uh, playing tomorrow against the Detroit Lions. so So they're um, upholding that. Right, yeah, and I believe they're in Kansas City. So, um,
1: That'll be a fun game. Yeah,
0: they'll probably do the whole banner thing and, I don't know, rings, whatever, right, from their Super Bowl championship last year. Um, For the game itself, I think Bears fans should pay attention, obviously, because the Lions are in the division. Correct. Um, You know, the Lions are sort of And now that
1: the Packers are – quote, no longer a rival. Well, issue.
0: <laughs> well, well, there's still a rival, of course. Um, and, you threat. know, uh, no longer well, quite,
1: quite the threat they have been in seasons past. Correct. That's Let's a good way to put it. it. Yeah, put it that that's, that's yep. a good
0: way to put it because, oh, well, we'll get into Bears Packers because that's coming up on Sunday. Oh, but yes, please. <laughs> uh, Lions and Chiefs tomorrow night to open the NFL season. Um, David Montgomery, an old friend, plays yes, for the Lions now. that's right. That'll be interesting to see how they use him. Yes. Um, the Lions are like one of the sexy picks to, you know, make some noise in the NFC. Um, if just be- you say so. <laughs> well, because as you said, the Packers are no longer far and away the class of the NFC North.
1: Threat neutralized.
0: <laughs> and the Vikings, um, well, they won, what, 13, 14 games last year and then floundered in the playoffs. So, you know, are they a true threat to... You know, be a contender for the NFC? Maybe, maybe not. Depends on who you ask. Um, so the Lions are one of those teams that, you know, people are like, oh, they're... it's like when you find that band th- that you like before they hit it big. Oh, That's yeah. how people are with the Lions, I think, these days. I get that. <laughs>
1: I've never actually done it myself, I don't think. I'm definitely more of a, hey, they have a hit on the radio. Let's listen to them. But then I become a, a true fan. Yeah. Lifelong,
0: deep cut, yeah. true fan. Remember Good Charlotte?
1: Yes, and I have never actually heard more than one of their
0: songs. Really? Yeah. Because that's from, like, high school. Correct. I bet you probably have.
1: Maybe, but uh, not on my radar in quite the way that I was sort of
0: suggesting. So when I went through my pop punk phase, Good Charlotte was on my radar. That makes sense. And I had their CD before. um the, their song... Oh, Lifestyles of the Rich and the Famous. That's the mm-hmm. one that made the radio. It was mm-hmm. their big hit. So... Sure. I had their CD before that single uh, came out. So... I'm gonna go on a that's, tiny that's, little that's my tangent moment. Yeah, before please. Before we come back. Yeah. Smash my Mouth? Sister, no. Oh. My
1: sister went to Europe um, when she was 17. And she listened to a whole bunch of crazy party European music. And she came back with a CD of it. And the two big songs off of that CD were um god I'm, i don't know if i'm saying this. Loop, was it Bega, mambo number, number five? five yeah yeah that was one of them had not been on an american radio station at all and the other one was blue by eiffel 65 yeah and those were like the two party songs she brought back from wow Mira. and a month and a half later you couldn't go anywhere without hearing those songs But they had never played on American radio at that point when she came back.
0: I don't know because I'm ignorant, but I wonder how often that happens to where... I'm fascinated. Yeah.
1: I'll bet it happens all the time. Probably. Yeah, Um, Breaks through over here. And I think people are typically quite happy when it does because I think it's more lucrative. But probably if you are climbing the European charts, your hope is that you're going to get big on the
0: American charts would be my guess. Was Lou Bega maybe Spanish? And that's why so. I didn't come to America? No, huh. I
1: think it was just... Okay. I think it's just the way music sometimes works.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, now that we're on the topic of music... Yeah, um, sorry, I did that too. That's okay. Um, the lead singer from Smash Mouth died.
1: Oh, no, I did not know that. Yeah. That's what you meant when you yeah. said Smash Mouth. Yeah, I thought really? you were going that
0: way. No, um, no, no. Yeah, just uh, earlier this week, I believe. Um, I think he had been ill uh, oh. and, and passed away. Smash um, Mouth
1: of the, hey, y'all, you're a rock star... That's uh hey now, hey you're, now an you're an all-star yeah
0: Whatever. that song <laughs> I can, i'm singing it in my head i just don't
1: know any of the words isn't that right. awful
0: that's that's one of those early 2000s bands that got a lot of play Correction. on the radio <laughs> i think they had a song on the shrek soundtrack
1: yes it was that one wasn't it
0: uh no it was uh i'm a believer
1: that makes more sense i'm just gonna stop talking for the rest of this podcast brady good luck
0: Part of the requirements is that you participate. I'll make hand gestures. I'll bet you can guess what it'll be. Yeah. 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 One or two of them.
1: (laughs) So anyway, back to football. Back to
0: football. Yes. Um, So uh, I've done one fantasy draft. Got another one tomorrow. That's going to be interesting because. On opening night. Well, and here's the thing. Um, it was like the only night we could get everybody together. Mm. um schedule schedules. schedules, yeah, we're adults and kids are involved. And yeah, um, do you remember last year I told you the story of uh, how no one cares about your fantasy football team, my fantasy football team, but I had a cool story. Do you remember oh, this of vaguely? I remember? It. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, every detail <laughs> our former Perhaps softball should teammate tell our listeners yeah. what, what it was yeah. so our, our former softball teammate who moved to Ohio mm-hmm. came in and surprised us to be there live and in I person. do remember that yeah. yes, yes so yes. we know he's coming into town uh for this year's draft Got it. okay uh but he's feeding us with uh city barbecue because his girlfriend is like a big time chef yes uh and has something to do with city barbecue and is like bringing like three pounds of pulled pork chicken Oh, it's it's gonna be
1: sounds yeah. Awesome.
0: It's gonna be awesome. <laughs> so. I would
1: hold out till opening night
2: for that <laughs>
1: for sure. Yeah. So it's an in-person draft, and uh, you don't do anything virtual for that one. Was your other one in-person or virtual?
0: No, that was virtual. Yeah.
1: Is it more common that they're virtual? More common,
0: like? yes. Um, because typically, when you get people together, things take a long time. Um, normally, we've done. Our in-person draft on a Sunday before the season starts. And, yeah, that's that's a late night because mm. it, it just takes forever. Um, with the online draft, it gives you a rigid time limit. And if you don't make a pick, then it auto-picks for you and just on to the next person. Like, we finished our uh, 12-person online draft where everybody showed up we finish in like an hour and 10 minutes
1: yeah see i feel like i'm down for that that's like, efficient that's great <laughs> right
0: like you got to be ready with your pick um so <laughs> when taskmaster. master in- <laughs> now don't draft. get me wrong it's going to be a lot of fun tomorrow because mm-hmm. it's you know it's a lot of shit talking it's you know there's beer there's food obviously mm-hmm. uh but as the draft gets uh, later and we're starting to get because it's another 12 person league which is really deep and we're starting to get to the Backup running backs and backup wide receivers. Who I'm picking off of projections, basically. And um, you're
1: possibly getting drunker and drunker as you go, right? Yeah. <laughs> so it it My tends team to be would get real interesting <laughs> at that point
0: in the night. Yeah, it tends to be uh, a longer affair. Like the first few rounds will go no problem because mm. those are the guys everybody knows, right? But once you get past like the ninth round, then it's like, okay, who am I gonna pick?
1: This feels like the last craft and crafts and champagne. Because the first one always comes out real good, because we're sober, and the last one.
0: How many, how <laughs> many bottles of champagne do you bring to crafts and champagne?
1: Uh well, not everyone drinks champagne. Ah, okay. Um, okay. We have two regular members who typically will just drink wine, but for the rest, the other three of us, a bottle each usually, or more, more than more than a bottle each. I'm going to be honest, maybe like five bottles. Okay. For. Three to four of
0: us, That's a pretty good night. Yeah, it's a good night. <laughs>
1: I usually host, so it's great for me. <laughs> Bottle and a half goes down real easy when you're not driving. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. Um, so yeah, and then the, the Bears will open up on Sunday against mm-hmm. the Packers. I feel like mm-hmm. the NFL has done this to the Bears quite often recently, is opening with the Packers, whether it's Sunday night football on opening day or uh, this weekend it's a 325 game. National TV, Bears Packers. This year, though, it has a little bit different tone because number 12 is Correct. no longer, yes. right? Aaron Rodgers is now...
1: He is. He's just in a different green
0: uniform than <laughs> he They changed numbers, actually, too. Really? Well, oh, I didn't know that. So, number 12 for the Jets was...
1: Ah, uh, no, I know this. Kevin and I talked about it. Someone else. It was someone else.
0: You're not wrong. <laughs>
1: See? See? <laughs> Who was it?
0: Joe Namath. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> Broadway Joe, who made he's, the Super Bowl guarantee.
1: Used to do all of those commercials that my my kids thought Joe Namath was, like, the best because he used to do all these commercials. Like those old insurance commercials, right? Awful. Life insurance yes, or whatever? Absolutely. Yeah. My <laughs> kids knew who Joe Namath was before they knew who we were, basically. It was horrible. <laughs> so I should have known that. But anyway, so he changed numbers. He's he changed, now number... I think he's number eight,
0: I think. Okay, Don't quote great. me on that. Yeah. Right. Um, But a
1: different green uniform. Different green uniform, yeah. Regardless.
0: Yeah. So, Jordan Love is the heir apparent, I guess Mm -hmm. you'd say. Mm -hmm. The Packers have had now three regular starting quarterbacks since, like, 1992.
1: It's wild, isn't it?
0: And the Bears have had, like, 20, 22, something like that. (laughs) I
1: mean, you talk dynasties. Yeah, there's one that comes to mind. I just want to take an, a minute to talk about what a great name Jordan Love is. Just a wonderful name. Yeah. Don't you think?
0: Like it
2: rolls off like the tongue.
0: It's
1: like a made-up name. Like, <laughs> if I had a superhero name, I think it might be Jordan Love. I don't know.
0: <laughs> it's, like a, it's like a
1: cool name. No? All
0: right, fine. I mean, I've, if he's good, then it'll be a lot cooler.
1: Well, fair, fair.
0: But we don't know. That's And that's the thing. That's what I think a lot of people are mostly focused on in this game.
1: Okay. Is... Can he do it? Can he? What's he about?
0: Right. And Man. having to be in his shoes mm-hmm. following Aaron Rodgers.
1: Would you rather be him this year or Justin Fields last year?
0: Justin Fields last year.
1: Because there's not so much pressure because the Bears have chronically sucked over right. the last however many years. Right.
0: Okay. Right. Or were, were you asking would I rather have sat on the bench behind Aaron Rodgers last year or been Justin Fields and played the whole year? No, I'm sorry. I meant, would you rather years.
1: have had the year last year where Justin Fields was trying to prove himself versus Jordan Love trying to prove himself this year? Like, who has the harder yeah. task?
0: Uh, Jordan Love, in yeah. my mind, no okay. doubt, because of the legacy of Rodgers, but also Brett Favre. I mean, let's face Again, it. Again, legacy. <laughs> <laughs> right. Goes deep. <laughs> right, and, and Jordan Love is going to have the chance to do exactly what Aaron Rodgers did, sit behind a legend mm-hmm. for a few seasons mm-hmm. and learn And then go out and see what he can do.
2: And
1: you think there's just tremendous pressure because nobody really thought Aaron Rodgers would do a ton, I don't think, right? Aaron Rodgers ended up
0: as a late first-round pick. He was passed over quite a bit. Mm -hmm. Um, In fact, the Niners, which was, you could say, his hometown team, Mm -hmm. picked Alex Smith first overall. Or not, was it first overall? I forget it was first overall. But... Highly in the draft um, and passed over Aaron Rodgers. Okay. And then Green Bay was happy to scoop him up and uh, the rest is history. And sit him. And sit him. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, And not a
1: lot of franchises probably will do that in quite that fashion.
0: I think it depends on how high the draft pick is. Okay. Now, I think a lot of it now has to do with the fact that rookie contracts are regulated. Ah, okay. To whereas when Aaron Rodgers was picked... That wasn't the case. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what, what are you looking at? It's not a bat. Of, I thought it was a bat. No, it's just a bird.
1: <laughs> that looked like a bat, but it was really just a bug. Yeah. Low flying. but...
0: The cicadas are starting to come out. Oh, and, you know, they're man, my favorite. hear them. Um, yeah, so I think um, it has to do with these, these franchises aren't as monetarily invested in these yeah. rookies. Um, now, in some cases, like. Um, the Bears had the number one overall pick after last season. They traded it to the Panthers. Correct. The Panthers picked uh, Bryce Young out of Alabama. Mm-hmm. He's going to start. Mm-hmm. CJ Stroud in Houston. He's going to start. Mm-hmm. Uh, those are both top draft picks. Yeah. Um, they're going to start right away because those franchises really didn't have veteran quarterbacks who
1: they need them. Right. That's why they picked them.
0: Right. Exactly. So I it said... just it depends on the situation, and I think it used to depend more on monetary investment. Sure.
1: As a general rule for the player involved, do you feel like it's good for him to get right out rookie season, starting quarterback or starting any position, but mostly quarterback, right? Or do you feel like it's good for him to be sitting for a year, a uh, two years, whatever that may be?
0: You can ask twelve people to give you. 12 different answers, but
1: I asked you, Brady,
0: <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not trying to sit on the fence here. Um, well, I don't know, I, you
1: can say it's highly dependent. I think that's it, it fair. is, it is
0: dependent because it, it depends a lot on the team around them. Mm-hmm. Um, if you, as, as so often happens, if you as the number one overall pick are a quarterback, you're likely walking into a shitty situation mm. with potentially a new coach, mm-hmm. a new system, like there's nothing to support you there. Yeah, whereas Jordan Love even though he's been in the league for a few years, this will be his first starting gig, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Matt LaFleur's been there for a few years. The Packers have a structure, a system. They have, they're have; they not going to depend on him for their success okay? as much. Yeah. Obviously, the quarterback is the most important position on the field, but they're not going to depend on him exclusively for their success.
1: How much more important is the single position of the quarterback than any other position? Because I know you – I don't disagree with your statement that it's the most important, but I'm just curious how much more important is he than the next most important guy
0: in football or all of sports football? <clears throat> um, I think because the quarterback has his hands on the football in every play. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a pretty wide gap Kay. between quarterback and the next most important person. Who's the next
1: most important person?
0: Good question. Probably the five guys in front of him as, as a unit. Really? Yeah.
1: Not a receiver, not a.
0: No, say because it's the line? yeah, because if your quarterback, as, as we've seen with the Bears, yeah, okay. if your quarterback doesn't have time to stand back there and let a let a, a pass concept develop, exactly.
1: So you're saying, truly, your offense as a unit is tremendously more important in football than your defense as a unit.
0: I wouldn't say that. Okay. Um. Probably quarterback. Then offensive line, then defensive line,
1: and then everybody else. Yeah, it those is, poor special <laughs> teamers.
0: <laughs> um, hey, they're they're on a roster. They're making no, yeah, yeah so, <laughs> plenty don't of worry, money. We don't actually feel bad. Right. right um, yeah, I think because in today's NFL, with it being so pass-heavy, if you can protect the passer, you can do good things. Um, now, of course, it helps to have you know better receivers, better backs, etc. But Mediocre players can be elevated by having a solid offensive line and a good quarterback. Fair. If you're – I mean, they say football starts and ends in the trenches, meaning the lines. If you have a good offensive line and or a dominant defensive line who can run, stop, and rush the passer, you're pretty much set. Mm. The rest kind of falls into place.
1: Going back to the previous – the question again because i thought it was interesting your first response how much more important is the quarterback than the next most important guy in all of sports
0: in all of sports okay who is
1: the next most important guy in all
0: of sports let's let's think about this so in hockey
1: starting out do you agree that the quarterback is the most important player in all of sports single most to his sport
0: yes because to his backup there's another significant talent drop off Um, whereas like in hockey, right, the most constant player is the goalie, right? Uh, Ah, normally for an NHL team, your backup goalie is going to be fairly competent, right? Mm -hmm. He's going to play maybe a third of the games to where your starting goalie is going to play two thirds, um, and then come playoff time, your starter is pretty much going to take the reins.
2: Sure.
0: Um, the goalie is pretty important, right? (laughs) Obviously, um, in baseball, baseball, such an individual sport. But if you have a couple really dominant starting pitchers at the front end, then you're set up for success.
1: We're gonna agree the pitcher is the most important position in baseball.
0: Some, um, I don't know because we're kind of comparing apples and oranges, right? Because you're and I'm I'm here for it. Because <laughs> you're on one I side, ask the you're. I <laughs> I like it I'm though. Here. I like it though. But these are these are good like barroom debates. <laughs> Um, It's
1: almost like a (laughs) would-you-rather. This
0: is the kind of thing that Kevin, Steve, and I would debate around a fire on a Saturday night. (laughs) I'm so much better than that, but all right. Um, Because on one side, you're trying to prevent runs. The other side, you're trying to score runs. So, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, pitcher is probably the most important defensive player uh, just because he has a direct hand in, you know, whether or not a batter makes solid contact with the pitch.
1: And interestingly, there's no position – from the batter perspective, they're all batters. It's about individual player. You can't say that the position of the batter, other than where he is in the lineup.
0: Right. There's expectations yeah. of the guy who bats third sure. versus the guy who bats ninth. Yes. Yeah. And but, the like, different.
1: It's, it's such a smaller.
0: Different managers thing. have different philosophies. Mm-hmm. Like um, the Phillies, their leadoff hitter is Kyle Schwarber.
1: Ah. You remember Kyle? Yes. Um, That's not where he hit when he was with. He did
0: for a little while. Okay. Yeah, he did for a little while. They tried that. <clears throat> I believe last time I looked, which was maybe a week ago, Kyle Schwarber was hitting 189 for a batting average. Really? But he's hit 40-plus home runs. So his value, huh? despite the low batting average.
1: And he's their leadoff?
0: He's their leadoff hitter.
1: It's interesting.
0: Um, some teams do it that way. The Cubs did it with Alfonso Soriano back in the day, who was not a base hit on base guy. Okay. Um, you know, he was someone who they expected to hit the ball out of the ballpark. You know, hmm. um, I think, uh, as of the last time I looked as well, and I, I told Ann this Kyle had more homers than he did singles this year. <laughs> 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 That's <a> stat. <laughs> yeah. And we thought that with baseball banning the shift this year, mm, yeah,
2: or at yeah. least the,
0: the drastic shift, right. Mm-hmm. They're still shifting to the point as, as far as they can. Yeah. Um, yeah. But banning the drastic shift would help a guy like Kyle Schwarber. Yeah. You know, but, be able to to get more base hits. But, but no. But no, I mean, if you're going to hit 40-something homers from the leadoff spot, then you're probably more apt to put a couple higher on base guys mm-hmm. at 7, 8, and 9. Interesting. So that, you know, obviously starting off the game, there's no going to be nobody on base. But, you know, uh, maybe in the fourth inning, you know, you got a couple guys on for Kyle's turn.
1: It's interesting. Yeah. What? Okay, let's continue our discussion. So we have the QB for football. We have the goalie for hockey. I guess we'll go pitcher in baseball. Yeah, basketball. How do you do basketball?
0: I'd say uh, point guard. Okay, just to be able to take care of the ball and initiate an offense. Um, the best basketball teams, and I'm specifically thinking college basketball. Okay, because we so I you think, don't do a whole lot of NBA. Anyway. No, we we don't. Um, but when it comes to execution in March and the tournament, I've always said that senior or upperclassmen guards win the day. Okay. Because they're more experienced. They know how to take care of the ba- the basketball and they can move the basketball.
2: Fair.
0: Um, yeah. That's one of the reasons I'm excited about Indiana this year is because uh, they had a senior, their point guard got hurt, uh, is back on a medical red shirt. So,
1: interesting. Yeah. yeah. So that, I mean, that'll be interesting
0: him. when when that comes around. But, uh, but, yeah, I think point guard for basketball because – and, and the way basketball is trending now in the pros, mm-hmm. and even at the college level, you don't need the seven-footer in the middle.
1: Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Because I feel like if we had done the same discussion 20 years ago.
0: Oh, yeah, 100%.
1: It would just be such a different conversation. Because
0: Shaq was still playing. The,
1: the game has changed David Robinson so was still
0: playing. Right.
1: Maybe I'm too generous with 20 years. Maybe we're older than that. Maybe 30 is more accurate. No, but, 20. I mean, yeah. tw-
0: we'd, we would have been, what, 16 in high school? Yeah, I
2: guess so.
0: David Robinson, Shaq, you we're still so. playing <laughs> um, Coming up
1: on our 20 year reunion there, Brady. I
0: know. I know. Um, as the European influence has continued to come into basketball, their big men are versatily skilled. They so can. It's,
1: it's the improvement of the big man instead of or in conjunction with the improvement of the point guard. It's the fact that he's not just a one-trick pony anymore.
0: And it's also the Steph Curry effect, too. I mean,
1: that's what I was kind of thinking.
0: Every kid... He
1: basically changed the game.
0: Every kid wants to go out and shoot threes. Yeah. (laughs) That's all he wants to do. So when kids are little and they can develop that skill set before they grow, then they carry that with them when they do grow. Yeah. And that's when you see seven-footers being able to hit threes.
1: It's interesting. Yeah.
0: It's really interesting. (laughs) It's it's wild.
1: As As a mother of two boys who are starting to get interested in more organized sports. Mm -hmm. I think of these things a bit. We have a neighbor who, so Adam, who just turned four, um, turned four before the cutoff for school, technically should be going to kindergarten next year. Okay. Because he will be five before school starts. Mm -hmm. He will not be going to kindergarten next year. Because he was not potty trained last year. Uh-huh. So he could not go to preschool <laughs> last year. And if anyone needs two years in preschool, it's that kid. Um, but it's an interesting thing because we, we've we talked a lot to a lot of people with kids his age about the decision we made, whether they made a similar one, et cetera. Um, there used to be kind of, I think, a, a bit of more of a stigma of that kid got held back, right? That idea of like... And, I mean, I don't think that this is out of line to say they got called dumb a lot. Sure. You know, oh, well, you're, you know, you're so old it's because you got held back. And what grade did you skip and all those things? Um, what, one of our neighbors, and this is a little beside the point, I promise I'll get back to <laughs> it. One of our neighbors said was, if I could say to my kid, should he have an extra year of childhood or an extra year of adulthood, I'd choose childhood every time. Every time. And I am like, got such a great perspective on it. But one of our other neighbors was talking about um, from a sports perspective of, you know, our kids being in sports and being 18 during senior year of high school Mm -hmm. and having an extra amount of time to grow. And whether you think that's working the system or not, I tend to think it is, but it's not the reason we're doing it. So I feel (laughs) a little better about that. Right. But um, that was his perspective of, you know, growth and with regards to how important that is when you play sports, particularly at the ages of, you know, young people, not in professional Mm -hmm. level, um, that was kind of an interesting perspective too. So somebody who's really good at basketball who never grew before, right? Who was great as a young kid, but just couldn't get the height and therefore couldn't really go far, now probably can a lot farther just because of that change in the game. Um, And then the one who is going to master those skills early, but then also grow, has this new skill set. So it's yeah. kind of interesting to look at it from that perspective.
0: Yeah. No, I think uh, basketball will continue to evolve. And look, don't get me wrong. If I have an athletic seven-footer, I'll take him on my team every oh, time. sure, sure. But yeah. um, you don't necessarily need that in, mm. in basketball Just anymore. Just a different
1: feel. Yeah. So who's the most important player on the cricket field?
0: <laughs> the bowler. <laughs> I don't know. The batsman. <laughs> <laughs> those are the only two positions I know.
1: <laughs> I didn't even know those. So. <laughs> I really just wanted to screw with
0: you. Um,
1: let's talk about other sports. We're missing one, I feel like.
0: We hit the major ones, right? Football, basketball, baseball, hockey.
1: I guess we did.
0: Um, I, I don't know as much about soccer, but I think the best players tend to be midfielders or strikers. Sure. Forwards. So we'll say that. Case closed. Goalie. Yeah. They don't you get, thought he
1: was uh, so important in hockey.
0: Yeah, because the playing area is much smaller, okay. and in a hockey game, the goalie's going to face thirty-five shots. In a soccer game, he might face four and Fair. two real chances. Yeah, they'll they'll call anything that ends up in the goalie's hands within the frame. They'll call that a shot on goal,
1: which we all know is not one hundred percent accurate.
0: Right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Did
1: you watch Ted Lasso?
0: No, because we, we don't have Apple TV.
1: Okay. We need to get you guys on that.
0: Well, so we, <laughs> si- we signed up for a, a trial of Apple TV. And just
1: got thrown under the bus. No, no, no. <laughs> okay. Not at all. Um, Did huh? you cancel it?
0: No. Uh-oh. Not yet.
1: Oh. Marital discussion.
0: <laughs> okay. So... The last couple seasons, baseball has put Friday night games oh. on Apple TV Plus, and you cannot get it locally. They also have an MLS on Apple contract, TV. which right. is why Vin has it. Right. Yeah. So uh, there was one Cubs game. Normally for the Cubs, I've been like, eh, it's one Friday night game. We're usually busy anyway. Mm-hmm. Not mm-hmm. worth it. Well, we happen to be home for this mm-hmm. Friday night game. Oh, yeah. It was right after that happened. We'll
1: talk we'll, about that we'll, in a minute. We'll get there. Yeah. Tease.
0: Yeah. Um, <laughs> And it it, ha- it was an important game because the Cubs. I guess we can segue here to baseball because the Cubs are in a playoff race, and isn't that cute? <laughs> refreshing. <laughs> um, so I wanted to watch the so game. There's a
1: team in Chicago who's not <laughs> shitting
0: the bed. Right. Wow. <laughs> um, and it was it's you know what it, it was like the fourth time this season that the Cubs had been on Apple TV mm. on a Friday night, and there was even one. Uh, Cubs Cardinals Friday afternoon game at Wrigley Oh, that was on Apple TV. I'm like, what the hell? Like, yeah. I can't. You're telling me I can't watch a Friday afternoon. It's pretty
1: frustrating.
2: Cubs Cardinals yeah. game on Apple TV. Yeah.
0: I mean, or, uh, you know, if I don't have Apple TV. Um, but anyways, circumstances prevailed. And so I signed up for the trial and then lo and behold, forgot to cancel it. <laughs> so now I have to go cancel it.
1: Do you, do you have now a, a whole month? Have you waited too long to cancel?
0: Uh, we waited too long to cancel the first time because it was like a seven day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now I think we're within the window still. Yeah. Because it hasn't even been a month since. since
1: we need. That. We need to get She-Ted lassoed because it's phenomenal. Just three seasons. It's real good. They're all out. You can binge them. And it's not like you're planning a wedding coming up in two months <laughs> right. or anything. It's not like you're busy <laughs> with stuff. So how long like are the episodes? Plenty of time they um the first season is only half hour. Oh, okay. Um, they get a little longer. The final season, you gotta check those times before you start watching. Ah, uh, okay. I feel like that's the way with a lot of shows.
0: Yeah. Um, Especially these streaming now, where they're they're not constrained to yes ad breaks.
1: Correct. I I warned my sister. They are in seasons or were in season seven of Game of Thrones. Uh, There are eight seasons. Those are movies. Those are not TV I told her, I said, you just, you can't start one without knowing how long it's going to go because (laughs) my God. Um, And I'm going to go into a little TV whatever before we get back to the sidebar. Sidebar. We should have a sound effect. (laughs) Woo! Like like in Secretary or Seabiscuit, the William H. Macy character, he's got those. We should have one of those. Yeah. we watched a miniseries last week called "Mayor of Easttown." Oh Not yeah, yeah, yeah. Mayor, like M A Y O R, but Mayor M A R E. Okay. Like a horse, but it's her name. Uh huh. Her name is Marianne. She goes by Mayor. Okay. And um, the you know, plot is kind of cliche at this point. It's she's a small town detective, murdered young woman mm-hmm. trying to figure out a who done it, but I thought it was so well done. So I'm recommending it to our viewers, listeners, whatever we call uh, them. What service? Uh, HBO.
0: HBO, okay. So we
1: watched it on Max. It was an HBO original. Yeah. And um, it's Kate Winslet in the main role. Okay. Um, by and large, gives a career best performance.
0: Any, I mean, anytime I hear the name Kate Winslet, I just immediately think of Titanic.
1: Correct. Yeah. This is not that. Okay. Um, Kate Winslet's actually pretty phenomenal. Um. Her range is good. Yeah. And in this one, she plays a Pennsylvania native.
0: And is she British?
1: She is in real life. Okay. Yeah. In the story, she's from the Philadelphia area. Um, she's divorced. She's got a grown kid and some stuff going on. It was it was fascinating. Um, and the reason I bring it up is because Kevin and I stayed up. It's a seven-part miniseries. And they truly are more like an hour. They're, they don't okay. get real long or crazy or anything. But we stayed up until 1230 and 1am, 1 two nights in a row, and binged the entire thing. Wow. And I don't know if we've ever done that before. <laughs> but honestly, the first night, we got to the end of episode two and said, well, we can't stop. Yeah. Um, And then there were four more, oh and we just God. said, I think we're going to have to. And then we were so fucking tired. Yeah. <laughs> in fact, I'm still tired. <laughs> it's been a week and a half. <laughs> But I recommend it. It's good. Yeah. Um, not at all Ted Lasso y Okay. Uh, Ted Lasso is wonderful. You need to see it. That's all right. All Fair enough.
0: Say. Fair enough. Now um, let's
1: talk about why you were around that Friday <laughs> night, <laughs> or baseball,
0: or we can talk let's, about the socks. Let's, Sox let's if do base. Yeah, to. let's do baseball because we got Cubs and socks. If
1: we absolutely have to talk about the socks, <laughs> we can.
0: A lot has happened. i not uh, even. I don't even want to talk about necessarily what's happening on the field. Uh, There's just so much drama surrounding the, that team right now. Um, since we started Cubs though, let's, let's, let's talk about the Cubs. We'll talk oh, about the please. good thing first.
1: It's the only time I'll ever say, please, let's talk about the Cubs. <laughs> I hope um, ever.
0: It is September 6th and we're well into the final month of the season. Now, if you had told me that, uh, on September 6th, the Cubs would be a game and a half out of the division and well ensconced in the wild card pick uh, playoff picture, I wouldn't have known what to do with you because I was optimistic about the Cubs coming into the season. You were, um, you were cautiously optimistic. I, I was remember. cautiously optimistic. But this team is legit good. Um, they have and played.
1: how did that happen?
0: I I was just <laughs> talk, talking with a, a co-worker who's a diehard Cubs fan. And um, we were talking about how uh, in the beginning of the season, it was very touch and go. Like they weren't clicking. They had some injuries. Mm-hmm. Cody Bellinger missed a month. Um, and uh, Marcus Stroman is out right now. They don't even have their best pitcher right that's now. Crazy. Um, He is supposedly making his way back. I don't know when, but threw a bullpen the other day. But anyways, um, I think they just click, like, as a team. And it's probably something that you or I will never experience uh, firsthand with, with them because that's about chemistry in the locker room. That's mm. about chemistry on the field. Um. They've gotten contributions from a lot of different people. Um, Mike Talkman, have you heard that name? No. He's from Palatine. Oh, look at um, that. Yeah, he's played for the Giants, the Yankees, yeah, and now the yes. Cubs. No, yeah. I do know him. He's had an incredible season Yes. Uh, offensively. Um, Nick Madrigal, your old friend, just continues to contribute in ways that you never thought he would. Um, and it, it's just been a really fun season so far. Justin Steele is a Cy Young candidate. I don't think he'll win the award, mm-hmm. but he'll get plenty of votes for it. Um, Cody Bellinger, if it wasn't for a couple other guys in the National League, would be a serious MVP candidate, um, even even with having missed a month. It's just this guy gets... Which is pretty impressive. Yeah, this yeah. guy gets big hit after big hit. Um, you know, the bullpen The bullpen in the beginning of the year was awful. <laughs> so bad. I, I mean, I can't tell you how many times I tweeted at the... Cubs bullpen is going to be the their undoing, but they figured it out. Mm-hmm. Their bullpen is solid. They found a closer in Adbert Um Did not see that one coming because they didn't have one at the start of the season. Yeah, they just got kind of threw ever threw whoever was most fresh out there to try and close a game. And you know, baseball throw it at
1: the wall and see what sticks. Yeah, yeah. Ba-
0: and baseball people will tell you that like a closer is a different breed, mm-hmm. different mentality, mm-hmm. um, and like to the point where. If they get thrown in a game with a five-run lead, they'll struggle because it's not a save situation. The adrenaline isn't, isn't there. Adrenaline. Huh. Um, so, Albert Alzulai, who was a starter last year.
1: Interesting. Um,
0: is now in the closer role. Huh. So, yeah. And doing well. Quite well, yeah. He blew a save the other night, but that was, like, only the second one all season.
1: How does the team chemistry, do you think, you know, stack up or compare to uh 2016 team? That team was special. Right. That team so, was special. Um, Because you brought up chemistry specifically. When I think chemistry, I just think of 05 Sox. Sure. Yeah. You know, I think of the way that that team worked together and liked each other.
2: And
1: <laughs> God, probably, I missed those days. Uh, probably pretty
0: similar <laughs> because it's another thing we, we hit on today, too, is like, you know, this team can get down by three like they did last night. They get they got down early. In fact, the first pitch of the game was a home run by the Giants. Oh, cute! Um, and before they could blink, the Cubs were down three nothing. Yeah. Came back to win the game, which is
1: mentally just yeah a hole you don't want to be in. Right. Yeah. Right.
0: And they win the game ten to six or something yeah. like that. Um, so it's it's one of those things where you know the offense is going to be there, just a matter of when. Mm. And as long as the game doesn't get out of hand early. You got a shot to come yeah, all the way back. 3
1: is not out of hand. No, not at all. Especially when not... the wind's blowing out at Wrigley.
0: Yeah, well,
2: that's
1: true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's interesting that, you know, the team chemistry means so much. It always does. And I think you can often tell when teams are special. But I don't think that you necessarily knew that this chemistry was there at the beginning of the season. They no, kind of had to work for it. There
0: were again. a lot of new faces. Yeah. Um, some of which aren't here anymore. Right. Yeah. Eric Hosmer, Trey Mancini yeah. are gone. Uh, Tucker Barnhart is gone. Thank God. Um, <laughs> the guy, the guy had had a lower batting average than Kyle Schwarber probably. And
1: but did he have forty home runs? No, he definitely <laughs> did. He'd still
0: be here if he had forty homers. Um, yeah. So it was a, a bit of a trial and error period at the start. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I likened it, and you, you'll appreciate this reference. Um, it's like a horse race where you've bet on a closer. Okay. And the down the stretch, the closer is slowly making progress towards. The uh the leader, okay, and in the final jumps, he gets there and and nips the guy at the wire, but the jockey knew all along what he was doing and knew exactly when to time his move. That's kind of what this cub season has reminded me of.
1: I like them a little better when they're not coming quite so slowly down the stretch. <laughs> I like it when they close like a freight train. That's that's so much fun to watch. now the deep closers um, are the ones who tend to close, you know, right at the end and fast, but that's not quite what I like. that gives me too much anxiety. they get too close to the end, but um, I like them a little bit faster than you do, but I'm glad that your team is is doing what you wanted to do yeah, and what are what's your prediction for their season for the rest of their season?
0: Here's the interesting thing, and i I hope it doesn't come down to this one way or the other because I want them to be able to set up for a playoff series because their starting rotation is so top heavy okay the last season or last series of the season against is against the Brewers ah, at Milwaukee okay. and David Ross and Jed Hoyer are going to have to decide. What are we trying to do here? Mm. Do we want to seed the division and set up our pitching for the wild card series? Oh. Cause what's more important, right? You're not going to have a first round bye. Yeah.
2: the Dodgers
0: and the Braves. have got that locked up. Okay. So you're going to be playing a first round series. Um, so it's just a matter of where and against who.
1: It's interesting strategy.
0: Yeah. So if the Cubs that go into that. decision
1: that you have to make.
0: Right. How important is the division championship banner to you hmm. going into that last series of the season if the pitching lines up to where you can say, okay, Steel Hendricks, at this point, Wicks, maybe. Yeah. Because um, that's who pitched today. Uh, and that's the rotation right now is Steel Hendricks, Wicks. Um, if that lines up in Milwaukee.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I think you roll with it just because those are your best three and you got a chance to win the division. But if it's off even a little bit, I think, you know, I I hate to say it because I want to win a division, but you know, if you if you've got home field for that first series locked up, because those are three game series where you don't travel. Yeah. It's all home games. Big deal. It is a big deal. Yeah. It is a big deal. And right now I believe they would be on the road because the Phillies have the first wild card spot. Okay. Um, so the Phillies would host the Cubs right now if the season ended today and the Brewers would play, I think it's the Reds because the, the Cubs, uh, just beat the Giants. The The Giants, Reds and Marlins have been kind of trading places. Anyways,
1: your mind has a crazy capacity for useless knowledge.
0: I just, it's just because I area. looked it up today that it's so fresh. Okay. <laughs> um,
1: like that's disgusting. But plus I've started, I've
0: started turning on alerts on my phone for, Final scores of oh Brewers, Phillies, Reds. Oh my god! <laughs> Just so that I can scoreboard watch. <laughs> oh my All right, keep going. Um, so yeah, it'll, it'll be interesting to see how it shakes out. Obviously, there's you know three weeks to go and a lot can happen. Mm-hmm. Um, the Cubs have a chance to put the division away before that series even. Yeah. I mean, they're a game and a half out right now, and the Brewers have been struggling, so. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Very, very interesting scenarios. And a decision I've, I will be glad is not mine.
1: Oh, good. Yes. You're not the manager of the Cubs. I forgot. Um, the <laughs> the Moneyball quote that comes to or not quote, but kind of scenario that comes to mind is basically Brad Pitt's character talking about how it doesn't matter if you don't win at all. If you don't win at all.
0: you don't win the last game yeah, of the season, nobody exactly. cares. Exactly. Nobody
1: cares. And I think he was proven in some ways quite right, in some ways wrong, because I think the game is played differently, or it certainly was in the immediate aftermath of that season, um, to various results. So I'm great. But I I do think it's kind of an interesting point of, like, the division. Do you sacrifice the division for what could be greater? Right. And, you know, again, good it's not our call to make.
0: Right. Especially it's
1: not my call, because I would just be like, I don't care.
0: Yeah, if you've got something to play for, I guess go for it. And, Mm -hmm. you know, if it works out, great. If not, well. Yeah, if
1: the rotation is exactly as it should be or would be for ideal circumstances, then that's one thing. Yes, I think I will. Thank you.
0: (laughs) Especially if the Brewers rotation does not line up with Corbin Burns and Brandon Woodruff and whoever their number three is. Um, Which, believe it or not, the Cubs actually uh, just played the Brewers and beat uh, Woodruff and Burns and lost the other game.
1: I wasn't paying attention. I was opening a truly. That's
0: okay. I don't blame you. But
1: I'm just going to say, aha, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, Yeah. So the the Brewers aces, Woodruff and Burns, the Cubs faced and beat.
1: Isn't like a Woodward and Bernstein? That, like, <laughs> okay. It Kind of, yeah. Just making sure I'm on the same page. There's a Watergate... Um,
0: joke in there somewhere? No,
1: there's a Watergate movie. that. Oh. Uh, no, not movie. Uh, miniseries? Something like that? I, Watergate was Is, recently... Wasn't it called
0: Woodward Woodward and Bernstein?
1: That, but that's older, okay. I think. I think there's something recently that came out this summer that was Watergate related. Maybe that's why it's on my mind. But I'm just going to drink my truly.
0: Yeah, you do that. <laughs> um, so yeah, we'll see what happens with the Cubs. But on the other side of town,
2: <laughs> it has
0: been... A circus. A <laughs> and I'm not even talking about the on field product because every time I get an end of game notification for the White Sox, uh-huh. they've lost by ten runs or more. Yeah. It's oh, good. it's bad. It's Kelsey, I, I know I'm sure that the White Sox have not made an appearance on your TV in quite a while. It's been a while, yeah. Um
1: Actually it was it was the fight. I mean, oh, it was really yeah. the last okay. time that we yeah. truly sat down and watched a game, and I was texting you during that. Yes. Um and it was uh I think you're
0: the one who told me to turn the TV on. I did,
1: yeah, absolutely. I was like, <laughs> "Bro, you gotta see this," because I haven't seen a a bench-emptying brawl that then went again and again.
0: <laughs> that was in wild. a while. And yeah. You know
1: what? I just think it's indicative of what's happening over there. I think it's it was kind of like all that all that nasty stuff becoming public. I really do think that was like. The start of it, but really the end of it. Um, when
0: you say nasty stuff, what are you talking about?
1: Oh, just the, the dynamics in the clubhouse. Yeah. Um, from the from the top down, you know everything that's going on there. Um, immediately in the aftermath, everyone's talking about Tim Anderson and not a nice way, and there's all these stories about how, well, basically nobody on the Sox likes each other. <laughs> so
0: well, I mean, it's the polar opposite. Some... It's the polar opposite of what's happening on the North Side. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: (laughs) So you talk about culture. Um, Not great. But, I mean, I I just remember um, I had seen the news about um, Rick Hahn and Kenny Williams, which, you know, Rick Hahn doesn't surprise me that much. Kenny Williams, I mean, that, I just, like.
0: He'd been associated with the White Sox for as long as I can remember. It kind of blows
1: my mind. It's like
0: the early 90s, right, if not before that?
1: I think so, yeah. And I'm not saying it was the wrong move. Right. I'm just saying I was truly shocked. Um, and I remember texting Kevin and being like, wow, did you see this? And he's like, I don't give a fuck about the White Sox. I'm done. Go Bears. And I was like, yeah, because it's so much better to be disappointed by them instead of, you know,
0: that wasn't very nice of me. I'm sorry. I know you're a Bears fan.
1: Um, But, no, that was actually it. I mean, we haven't watched since that game, I don't think. And everything kind of came to light and just – just went downhill so fast. Again, like you said, off the field. I don't know what I'm talking about on the field. I'm talking yeah. about the personalities, the clash of cultures, the not lack of accountability, but just like it's just a circus up there, down there, I mean, over there.
0: In a sense, I mean, the lack of accountability, That's an interesting way to phrase it because probably in a in an environment where there's going to be personality clash and – just general turmoil there's going to be a lot of finger pointing yeah and that's probably internal um you know there's probably a lot of that in the clubhouse they don't speak to each other Mm -hmm. i the team plane is probably pretty silent um
1: (laughs) i think about my own workplace yeah things are not going great Uh uh-huh when things are a little tense when we're all kind of at odds with our bosses i mean you got to think about it in some ways as this is a workplace yeah with a shit ton of scrutiny with contracts that get negotiated and moved and changed at kind of a more you know a regular rate as opposed to someone like me, like you. You know, we have a little more stability. I know there are certainly jobs that are right. like that in a normal workplace, but still, you know, that kind of um not vulnerability but unpredictability. It doesn't make for a great working environment. And I go back a lot to thinking about myself when I'm not thrilled with my job. Yeah. And when I think my management is bonkers or, you know, subpar, et cetera. And it just breeds dissatisfaction. Yeah. I mean, it just, it just, it's a breeding ground for that kind of thing. Um, and so <sighs> I'm not somebody who is, I'll say it, obsessed with sports like you are. Right. Um, So I'm not sitting here and being like, well, in this this offseason move and that offseason move and whatever. But I will be I'm done for the season and I'll be interested to see what they do next year.
0: Sure. Um, And I think a lot of White Sox fans are the same way, Um, because I, I think. I, I don't think a lot of Sox fans are going to switch allegiances. And I don't, I'm not even talking about becoming Cubs fans. Sure. I'm just t- talking about finding another baseball team to root for. Yeah. Um, because, I don't know, I, th- I think if you grow up a fan of a team, doesn't have to be the Cubs or the White Sox or whoever. Sure. That's your team. Yeah. Right? Um,
1: it would it, probably take a lot. Yeah. It, w- it would take a lot. Some disappointing seasons and complete dysfunctionality.
0: Right. Because those things can be changed. Mm-hmm. Um and what I was amazed by was not only the timing of those firings of Kenny Williams and Rick Hahn, mm-hmm. but then the immediate hire, not immediate, but Chris Getz coming in, an internal I can't even call him a candidate because it was clear that he was the guy. Not even like a search party. Not nope. even like a We're consultant. We're gonna take a minute. Well, I guess We're they gonna... did bring in a consultant, but it's Tony fucking Larusa. Are you kidding me? <laughs> We're not gonna talk about that. I oh my I god.
1: No, I, I think it's a sort of a lack of like self awareness of you know Reinstorf and right in general. Like I'm just gonna I'm all I've always brought in inside people is basically his fundamental theory, and it's like. Yeah, but how well has that served you, certainly in recent years? Right. You know, like, is that really helping? Um, I think what might have helped would have been something that says, we're going to sit here for a little bit and reflect. And we might do a search. Right. We might do whatever. And this position is just kind of going to be vacant for a while.
0: Right. If he had named Chris Getz the interim general manager just because there had to be somebody in that role uh, for the rest of the season, great. People would understand that. Correct. And then you go, you know, in the off season, you started an external search, bring in somebody new. And he becomes a new. candidate, right? Sure. You know? Yeah. Right.
1: Yeah. You right. did it for. But two he's got to do the same
0: thing that everybody else does, mm-hmm. right? Exactly. Same thing happens in the regular workplace where yes. you have to interview for a role.
1: Correct. Or where? Wow, well, it should go. Doesn't always go that
0: way, <laughs> well. Sure. Like. Right.
1: But yeah, I mean, you become a candidate, truly, not. The person, right? But the candidate, yeah. And you have the experience that you bring to the table, and some of that experience is as the interim, and that's great. But it's not the only part of the story, right? Um, yeah, not not great.
0: Yeah, that's, that's all um, I have to say about that. And maybe Chris gets brings something completely different to the table. Sure. Maybe he has people that he knows that he wants to bring in. Mm-hmm. You know the story has yet. I'm to be I'm not saying
1: he's useless. Right. By any means, I'm I, I, just saying, right. like, really?
0: Yeah. This is what you decided to
1: do. <laughs> right. Of Without all the things you exploring your done? options, right? Yeah, exactly. Like, it just seems like a hasty, eh, kind of decision. Like
0: you got you guys bought a house last summer. How many houses did you look at before you settled on the one? Not just you... one. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean,
1: and you know that was a that was a hot market, so I don't know, maybe a dozen. Um, I think in a slower market, we probably would have looked at more, um, but they were coming and going so quickly. Mm-hmm. I don't think Chris Getz was coming and going so quickly <laughs> that he right. just needed to be scooped up. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I have some questions there. I mean, in general, I like Reinsdorf. I mean, right. He's the he's the head of two organizations that I really enjoy and. And he's brought some championships home, and there's yeah. some things to be said for that. And but also, that was, I just like the way he talks. I mean,
0: we're coming up on 20 years since the White Sox won. You we're, shut your mouth when you're talking <laughs> to me. We're coming up on 30 years since the Bulls' last one, or 25, really. Yeah. Um, this year, uh, 25. 98. Right? Yeah. Yeah. The 25th anniversary oh. of the last championship. So.
1: Oh, let's have a party.
0: <laughs> um, Bulls party. I restarted Last Dance recently. Actually, I, I need to keep watching it.
1: There are 3 things that are on our TV regularly. Last Dance. Last Dance is Ted one Ted Lasso. Them. Nope. Pop. Maverick. Um the Top Gun Maverick oh, movie. Uh-huh. and Moneyball.
0: And I love Moneyball. I oh will sit down and watch that movie God, anytime.
1: You and Kevin can just enjoy each <laughs> other and Moneyball together cuz I swear honestly Maverick's been the worst cuz it's a phenomenal movie. Yeah. But it's just always on. And there is somebody in TV programming who likes that movie as much as my husband, because I swear to God, it's not even like he's doing it on demand. It's just on yeah, television. It's just on
0: television, yeah. Oh, my God. And then, yeah, Last <laughs> Dance.
1: Um, I found out that Kevin sometimes takes his lunch at work, in the car, and watches Last Dance. And I was I, – at first, I was like, oh, you poor thing.
2: Like, <laughs> oh,
1: you're, like, lonely, and, I don't know, nobody likes you. And he was like, no, I love it. <laughs> this is, like, his time to do Like, he doesn't nothing. have a
0: laptop he could watch Netflix on? He sits
1: in his car, he eats his food, he has true alone time, and he I loves mean, it.
0: I, I put on The Office during lunch, but that's, you know, I mean, just for background noise. And I,
1: Yeah, I don't know how... Um, how public your desk is, either, and how public his is. Well, I, I work from home ninety five percent of the yeah, time, so. Right. I about that. <laughs> Never mind. But even he doesn't.
0: Even like um he goes in so. it, when I do go into the office. Um, I'll get my food. I'll I'll sit at my desk and then, yeah I'll I'll play The Office.
1: Yeah, I mean I do a lot of TV watching at work, whether I'm at home or or at the office. I told you today that I. Started watching season two of Succession. Right, yeah. Which I was really glad I had my AirPods for because there's so much foul language in that show.
0: Ah, yeah. Woo. Like, <laughs> luckily, do you, uh, do you have man. a do you have an office at the office? I share an office. You share an at office. The office, okay? Yeah. I have yeah. my own.
1: I wish, um, and it's nothing against her. Yeah. I have a a perfectly fine office mate, um, but we talk on the phone with customers at the same time. Sometimes, uh-huh. yeah. Yeah. Um and if we just had if we just had had one more office in that building we'd have been fine.
0: Yeah. But that makes sense.
1: Such is life. Yeah. Yeah. That's
0: the one thing that didn't bother me as much as I thought it would when I was pre COVID. Okay. In a uh it I I don't want to call it a call center because um, you know, that has a negative connotation, sure. but like an open uh, air. It's sales floor. It's a yeah. sales floor. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um I thought that having a lot of salespeople around me all Mm -hmm. on the phone at the same time would be bothersome. It really wasn't.
1: I find it incredibly bothersome. Well,
0: you're in an enclosed room, though. It's awful. Yeah.
1: (laughs) And today my boss stuck his head in to talk to her while I was in the middle of a meeting with a client, and I found myself yelling at the client to be heard and couldn't understand why my boss didn't take the hint. Like, bro, ask her to step outside. Or say, I'll be back in a moment yeah, when Kelsey's done with her It was awful. <laughs> um, I could never understand, actually, why the people who are... I do understand it, but I don't understand it. You know, as you become either older or more powerful or both within a company, right, you tend mm-hmm. to get that office. Yeah. And you tend to do less on the phone that requires the office. Right. And those people who are on the phones all of the time are the ones who could really probably use a private space to sure. speak. And I always found it real obnoxious. Um, partially because I manage a lot of people on phones who are out in open air or in off sharing offices and things like that. And I'm yeah. like, yeah, this just, this just sucks for them.
0: What would be really interesting is you've heard of these, like, work co-op places?
1: I have been to one.
0: Yeah, where you can rent desk space?
1: Yes, I, I, have, I spent a day at one. Okay. So it was just more of a drop-in. Um, friend of the podcast, Sarah Gosling, Yeah. Um, in conjunction with a co-op space, uh, did the design on one. Oh, ah, okay. And I went there one day, and it was unsurprisingly gorgeous because Sarah is incredible. Um, but it was interesting because uh, it was, I had two meetings scheduled for the day. I had to take them in the more private parts of... I just had like a day pass. Yeah. So that that gives you a certain amount of flexibility to be in certain spaces okay. i hadn't rented a specific desk so i could be in some spaces and then there are a couple of private spaces that are not you know you don't sign up for them you just sort of like wait till they're open and go in there and whatever and it was uh it was stressful for me to make sure that i had my space controlled when i needed it okay because there isn't anything about yeah. signing up in a, but other than that it was you know if i didn't do as much talking on the phone if it were all like my project-based work, which I do have quite a bit. Yeah. If that was all I did, I would be in one of those every day. Yeah. They're awesome. Huh. They're so
0: cool. Interesting.
1: And I think, especially coming out of the pandemic, people were not in offices. They were at home. They were looking to socialize. Yeah. They are looking for that yeah. feeling that you get from an office, even if it's not really your office. It's just people. You, know, you get to see people and talk to People, real live people. <laughs> and I think that was a big deal. Um,
0: We've started hiring from everywhere now. You said so that, yeah. I have reps in Florida, New York, Pennsylvania, Indiana. Well, you're
1: technically based out of uh, Colorado now. No, you-
0: so um, at the new year, oh. our company made a switch to where we're now east and west. Interesting. So anything east of Denver. Mm. Um, Went to LP East, logical position East. Everything West is is West. So my uh, East region, which I'm a part of now, includes all my old, old coworkers in the Chicago office. So actually I was in there today, saw a bunch of people, but I met somebody for the first time who's been with the company for over a year now. Nice. Um, But it was South Suburbs and um, moved recently, I heard, to Naperville. So it wasn't as bad a commute to get to Deer Park, where mm-hmm. our Chicago office is. Um, so met him for the first time, but he's one of three or four people, maybe, that I've met since the pandemic. Crazy, right? Anybody who goes into the office anymore is a pre-pandemic employee, at least in our division.
1: Interesting, yeah. 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 Well, we've been back in the office one day a week since January. We go in on Wednesdays. Mandatory. So that's interesting that you say that, okay, I don't know,
0: <laughs> okay. My
1: sense is yes, it's one of
0: especially those especially
1: like, after last week, my sense is yes,
0: it's one of those it's optional, but you better get your ass there, <sighs> yeah, yeah
1: it seems to be, so. <laughs> yep, yep it's do been, they
0: do they cater lunch or anything like that?
1: um they will often bring in like crispy creams, okay, or some treat, which is lovely, right, um. I think they were gonna try to do a company picnic, mm-hmm. which is during working hours and lunch and really nice and then you kind of get the rest of the day off. Um and then apparently this was this was a while ago actually. Um someone in the office got covid and so they were like, "Okay, stay home everybody for a little while." And that I think killed the picnic,
0: but That's a um, shame.
1: Yeah, that was in June maybe. Oh wow. July? Sometime it was like we'd all kind of forgotten about COVID, right? (laughs) Somebody had it, and we were like, Oh, Uh, that's
0: still a thing. Well, (laughs) and now it's apparently you know on on the rise, it's coming
1: back again, yeah, a little bit. Um, Well,
0: yeah, I don't know, I I don't want to get into consciousness a little bit. Yes, that's a good way to put it because
1: we're like, Oh, that's right, it's still there,
0: right? Um, Although it has made me think of us maybe quarantining for like two weeks before our wedding so that neither of us happens to to get it um, and have to. Postpone. <laughs>
1: There's that w word. It's coming up. I know. Fifty-two I know. days to go.
0: Fifty-two. Yeah, is that what we decided? Fifty-two. I know that because yeah. of the blocks. Not because I'm keeping my own calendar. I it promise. is on the website, though. So.
1: so I visit the website every day. <laughs> How did you know, Brady?
0: You are quite involved. So um. <laughs> it's a really nice way to put it. <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> and everything is appreciated. I promise you. <laughs> um, yeah, it's. Uh, we just met with our coordinator last night. Um, to start, I mean, honestly, like final details of the reception and menu selections and, um, you know, uh, timing of things and where things are going to go. And, um, we looked in the reception room last night when we got there and it was kind of set up, it was set up for some sort of, um, conference or,
1: a little more uh, corporate.
0: There, yeah, there was a there was like a podium for a keynote speaker or something like that. Oh,
1: that's my podium.
0: Yeah. Perfect.
1: There... <laughs> Perfect.
0: Um there were there were round tables out, so we we're like, okay, this is kind of what it's gonna look like. Cool. Um and so yeah, we know we know the, the layout. Um so now it's just uh crossing T's and dotting I's.
1: That's awesome. Yeah. I can't wait. It's gonna be so much fun. Step up to my podium, open up my notes. It's gonna be great. <laughs> Excuse me, everybody, and let's pay attention to this
0: speech. Kim has always said, like, uh, two minutes, better be scripted. (laughs) And both you and Owen have been like, "Uh, excuse me?
1: (laughs) Kim, you're so cute. (laughs) The,
0: The scripted thing, I think, is a good idea. Uh, because, as she pointed out, then people just tend to ramble if it's you know off the cuff Can't because wait they to ramble. <laughs> Sidebar: Where's our little side right? Box? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I, I I know Owen has plans. Uh, I have a feeling he's not going to be the only one speaking, but that's just a feeling I have. Um... <laughs> have you met your family? Yeah. <laughs> Is this even a question? <laughs> it's not even. It's not even just my family. It's the groomsmen. I think oh. he's going to involve the groomsmen. Oh. Uh, so I will not be surprised if and when he does.
1: Ooh la la. Man, there are plans in place. I love it. Yeah, it's going to be a fun wedding. Uh, we obviously chatted offline prior to this about all the things that are coming up, all the including things. a bachelor party. That's
0: right. Woo hoo. A week from tomorrow, we leave for. Uh, Gosh. Yeah.
1: Gosh. Okay. Yeah. I forget well so I um obviously Memo- Labor Day weekend we we're off Monday I was off yesterday for Adam's first day of school Uh-huh so it feels so, like
0: Tuesday to you Yeah well it feels like
1: Monday to me okay, and yeah. already <laughs> tomorrow's Thursday and it's the best fucking feeling I've I had know. in a long time I'm not going to lie <laughs> Yeah um but I'm in a sidebar woo um into dropping Adam off for preschool Oh yeah um because unsurprisingly it didn't go super well um he cried a lot um and then you know i cried a lot
0: cuz <laughs> you know Cause your mother
1: emotional sap that i am <laughs> um but then we went to pick him up afterwards and he seemed very happy and he came out and was great and then Kinda i kind of how it's
0: supposed to go right like
1: it is it is we got a call actually when we got home from dropping him off that just said you know hey this is so and so with the park district we wanted to let you know he's doing great You know, it didn't take long and now he's fine. But then I spoke with the teacher (laughs) afterwards and um, it turns out that my little boy was having so much fun at the playground, he didn't really want to go inside to pee. So he just dropped his pants out at the playground (laughs) and peed right there for everybody to see.
0: That can't be the first time that happened. She said
1: it's not, but... It's the first time. Uh, this woman. P.S. They're getting bigger presents than they did when they had been. Um, this woman is wonderful, just absolutely amazing. And she said, "You know, I tried to address it with him, and he just changed the subject, which isn't, un- you know, it's not surprising or something, something." So I said, "I said, Adam, we don't, we don't pee on the playground." And he said, "I'm playing McDonald's, which is the game that he was apparently playing, the drive-through." So, we're winning for parenting. I just want to put that out there. Um, he goes again tomorrow. We'll see if drop-off goes any better than it did this last time. Um, All right. But, yeah, uh, nice teacher gifts this year. Nicer than with Ben. That's the moral of that story. Yeah. Also, I'm going to tell you about my adventure I had yesterday. Oh, please do. So, I got pulled over last week.
0: Ah, okay.
1: Um, And supposedly, I was going... 13 miles an hour over. Oh, boy. Bullshit. What road? Rolling. Okay. uh, Right there where it's 25 miles an hour posted. There's also a flashing sign that Uh, tells you when you're going more than 30. Okay. So, supposedly, I was going 38. I call bullshit. Kevin was driving right in front of me. Uh Uh-huh. Someone's driving right in front of him. I call bullshit. Yeah. But I have expired registration. So I knew that was going to happen. And I also have a well-expired driver's license. <laughs> Two-year expired driver's oh, license. Oh, boy. Because I got the whatever um, when it was still sort of COVID-y. It was, it was, it was really March, impossible
0: to go into the DMV. It was
1: March 2021.
0: Okay. So yeah. it was
1: like a weird time. I think COVID had just surged again. Right. They were like, you have to go in because it's your written exam. And
2: I was
1: like, uh, I don't. Go anywhere anymore. (laughs) I'm not doing this. Yeah, and like that excuse ran out at least a year and a half ago. Since then, I've just been lazy. Slash, I don't know. Had other things to do. So I was like, this guy is for sure gonna get me. And you know, he was pretty generous. He did not get me for the license. He got me for the registration. He didn't get me for the speeding. Did he? He warned me for the speeding. Okay. Gave me a warning for the speeding.
0: Did he just warn you for the registration, or was that a ticket? Oh, that was a ticket. Okay. It's fine.
1: I'm happy to pay that. I get it. I. I needed to go in and get my emissions tested. Ah. And last time I went into the emissions test, it was an incredibly long line, which is unusual. At yeah. this particular one, especially, I go the one in Lincolnshire, and it's usually in
0: right. and out. Right, okay.
2: So
1: it was a really long line. Like, And when I say that, I mean it was to the street. It was long. Oh, wow. And I said, I can't do this on my lunch, because that's when I went, and I turned yeah. right back around. <laughs> yeah. Which was a waste of time, but whatever. Um, so yesterday, after the preschool thing, I said, I am going to... Be an adult, I'm going to go get my admissions test, I'm going to try for the DMV. Now, the DMV is a weird thing. I don't know the last time you had to go.
0: The, just this past uh, birthday in April. Okay, yeah. so
1: all of the appointments as they arrive, and um, there's never quite two weeks in advance, so asking off work is always kind of weird. Right. And I actually thought I had asked off just for the morning. For Anyway, long story short, I had this afternoon, and I was like, huh, I'm going to try. Even though I need an appointment, I'm gonna go ahead and try. Did the emissions test in and out? It was great. Yeah. Deerfield DMV went up there and they had a bouncer at the door.
0: A bouncer.
1: She said, "Starting September first, we are now appointment only. If you don't have an appointment, you can't." Oh my God. And I said, "I understand that. I happen to have some time. Can I sit here in case somebody cancels?" And she said, "Sure." And she pointed to a ledge outside (laughs) of the DMV, and I said thank you and i sat and then i said can i use your restroom because i really have to pee i promise i'll come back
0: out did you leave collateral your expired license (laughs) i probably could have
1: so uh upon upon my exit first of all the dmv bathroom was awful what
0: did you expect it to be there was nice and clean one
1: roll of toilet paper for four stalls and no paper towels so that's real clean I shared toilet paper with the woman two stalls down for me. She was like, oh, shit. I'm like, it better not be. But here's your <laughs> toilet paper. <laughs> um, so I walked out, and I was, I was lucky. The bouncer took pity on me, and she said, let me go see what we got. And she walked over to their little, like, s- yeah, probably, <laughs> little satellite um, by the side, which is primarily for people doing registration plate renewal stuff. Okay. But they have this tiny little thing. And they got me in on an appointment and I got a new license and it took a long time. Really? And not everyone was super friendly, but I got (laughs) it and I'm very grateful and I'm going to have my um, new driver's license mailed to me.
0: Yeah. In, you know, two to three weeks. That's how it whatever. works.
1: I did not get a real ID.
0: No, you. Uh, yeah, that's not a thing. Well, it it's, a, it's a thing, but it's not it, mandatory. Yeah.
1: It's possible, though, and I was I was trying to, and I thought I had brought all the documentation. Yeah. And I only had one proof of residency. Uh-huh. You need two for the real ID, PSA, bring your second proof
0: of residency. Yep, yep. So. Um, I was going to, but uh, at that time, I had moved in with Ann uh, two months prior, three months prior, and did not have proof of residency established, right yeah, yeah um and with the impending honeymoon we should probably do that um
1: possibly passports
0: well we have that because okay. we went to mexico last summer there we go so that's Got good it. for another nine don't years don't change your name <laughs> <laughs> not uh,
1: anytime soon if you're internationally traveling on the honeymoon
0: well we don't know don't yet don't change but... that
1: name oh yeah done. new
0: passport new not IDs, joking. Right? don't do it yeah okay good You'll have to good go tip through all I of that hadn't even thought of that oh
1: yeah you better keep that shit mm-hmm I didn't change my name until we got married in August and we honeymooned right away. But we had an international trip in October planned and I did not change my name until November that year.
0: Huh. Good thinking. It's
1: also a pain in the ass. Don't
0: do it. Also, <laughs> stiff's a horrible last name. Wow. Just don't do it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Where's my podium? <laughs> yeah.
2: Where <laughs> are my notes? <laughs>
0: Anyway,
1: um, I went to the DMV. I got all my shit. It's great.
0: Yeah, I I felt I, very adult yesterday. I'm <laughs> feeling very Olympic today. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I love
0: that. That's a horrible Jamaican accent, but if you get the reference, you're a real one.
1: Okay, sidebar. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Kevin was watching a race yesterday, cause he not yesterday. A, I don't know, a day Sunday recently, or Monday, yeah. or whatever. He'd put some money down on it, and he was cheering. And I swear to God, it was Irv Blitzer. Come on, Tumbleweed! Come on, Tumbleweed! Come on, Tumbleweed! Yes, Tumbleweed! Yes. Bad
0: Tumbleweed! <laughs> no!
1: <laughs> so I had to pull it up. I mean, it was. It, and the name of the horse was, I don't know, Tillamook or something like that. It was perfect. It was so amazing. I was like, this is great. You sounded just like him. I had to pull up the clip. Yes tumbleweed. Tumbleweed. yes, tumbleweed!
0: Yes! On the come on! Back, That's it! Good Tumbleweed! Good Tumbleweed! Good tumbleweed. Oh. No tumbleweed! No, bad tumbleweed! What are you doing? Can't hold it as he gets against Don't do! Don't do that! Let him out! Video makes his move. No, tumbleweed I need this one! Believe, Please! Come on! Here they come!
2: No! Yes! Tumbleweed can't hold it as Captain Video takes charge, and it's Brewster finishing in second, Susan's prime
0: finishes third, and Tumbleweed is nowhere in sight. Oh my! Uh-huh. Colors with that late stretch run. Uhhuh. Tumbleweed held on mm-hmm. but realistically, only a fool would put their money on Tumbleweed. <sighs>
2: it's Tumbleweed gone. Next
0: race. I might, I might have to insert the audio of that clip into the, into the episode here because yeah, cheers to John Candy. Um, wow. The late great.
1: The late great John Candy. <laughs> yeah. That's a phenomenal scene.
0: Yeah. Um, and then he goes
1: after the radio with the, uh, <laughs> the with pool the cue. pool cue. Thank yeah.
0: You. Yeah. Okay. Next race. <laughs> Every time I lose a race, that's exactly what I say. <laughs> okay. Next race.
1: Do you have references <laughs> that you make that people just don't even know? are yes. ref- Right. Yeah that's one of them. We probably obviously. all do. Yeah. What's another one? Can you think of anything? Um,
0: not on the spot off okay. the top of my head is probably, it would probably be an office reference or a, uh, an ocean's 11 reference maybe. Ooh, interesting. Cause that's one of my favorite movies that I've seen time and time again. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, th- something from there, maybe bull Durham or a baseball movie, Sandlot.
1: Mine are mostly West wing references. No surprise. Right. Occasionally I'll slip some Downton Abbey in there.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: But those are kind of obvious. Yeah. Right, because they're a little bit more stilted in some of their speech.
0: Sure, it's a little more yeah. turn
1: of the century in the, you know, 20th century talk. a little yeah. different. But anyway, let's continue talking about sports.
0: <laughs> the last, or sport, some, well, I don't the, know, the <laughs> sportsy thing. <laughs> last topic. Um, it's not a great segue, but uh, Saratoga's meet just finished.
1: Let's talk about Saratoga. Yeah. Do do tell.
0: Well, um, it was a rather rough meet for Saratoga. Mm. And uh, for those who are unfamiliar with horse racing and and the calendar of horse racing, the Saratoga meet runs from just past July 4th till Labor Day. And so roughly six weeks, two months, uh, it is the meet of the summer, the best of the best uh, race at Saratoga. A lot of the horses we'll be talking about next spring on the Kentucky Derby Trail will have debuted at Saratoga as two-year-olds. Uh, so it is like the place to race if you're uh, if you've got any you know decent horse. I if would you're a say decent trainer. certainly
1: other than Kentucky, it is the horse racing place. Yes. Yeah. So you either associate when you talk horse racing, it's either Kentucky because that's where they're bred primarily, right. correct? Or it's Saratoga because mm-hmm. it's the most historic.
0: It's it's the most um, historic. Yeah, it's been around since the mid 1800s, yeah. I think. Um And it's the uh, the highest purses on average, probably, for a six-week six, six week meet. Sure. Um, I mean, they run allowance races that are worth more than stakes races. Yeah, God, that's um, crazy, actually. <laughs> yeah. I hadn't so thought it, of it that way. They, they run stakes races every day they run, pretty much. Um, and, yeah, like I said, just the best of the best. Um, so, anyways, they had a rash of fatalities Yes. this year. Uh, and not just in your average race. I'm talking grade ones. Um, and horses that were... Jumps away from winning, going away, breaking down, with less than a sixteenth of a mile to go in Grade One races, mm-hmm. um, and there were I think there were seven seven fatalities and one workout fatality or even uh, mid race fatality um, where a horse had a heart attack uh, in the middle of the race and, and died. So um, the spotlight has been, been on a horse while races. since yeah. we've
1: seen that kind of thing. Yes. Was it- couple years ago pre breeders cup um oh my god santa anita had, maybe had a whole rash
0: yes La- uh, 2 years ago two
2: yes 2 years ago yeah yes
1: and then um obviously arlington pre um polytrack right right had a real bad season
0: and we were talking about this actually uh for owen's birthday we we went out to drinks with some some friends and was it owen's birthday? yeah it was owen's birthday right uh, when we met at Westwood,
1: my invitation must've gotten lost.
0: Um, <laughs> uh, but somehow the conversation got to horse racing and I was explaining that, um, every track goes through this. That's fair. Right. Where there's just a rash of injuries and nobody can explain why. Um, but now that the spotlight is on the sport for this kind of thing mm-hmm. and there's, it's not a national governing body, but there are steps in place to make the sport safer for all involved. Uh, that are being followed at a national level. Um, So naturally, the the spotlight is going to be on Saratoga because it's the premier meet. And with this happening in a couple grade ones, there's even more of a spotlight. So um, I I saw a headline and I I didn't read the article, which I should have, but just the mere thought of Saratoga installing a synthetic surface, um, kind of, I'm imagining it'd be kind of like what Gulfstream did where they have a dirt main track They have a turf course, and then in between, they have a synthetic surface.
1: I mean, we've seen what happens with synthetic surfaces.
0: And they were all the rage in the mid-2000s. Correct. Right? Keeneland went to it. Santa Anita went to it. I think Del Mar went to it as well. Um, So it was all the rage in 2007 when Arlington did. Yes. um, As a response to horse deaths. And, and quite a number of them
1: as a weather thing. I mean, let's be real. Yes and no. It's a lesser talked about, but certainly you want to make the most of your race days. Right. And you can pretty much race on poly in almost any
0: weather. But what you can't race on when it rains is the grass. And that happened a lot to Saratoga this That's year. That's true. That's true. They had almost as many, if not more than as many races come off the turf this year as in the last three years combined.
1: That's crazy. They just had an
0: irregularly rainy season, right? Nothing, it happens. Right, nothing we can do about sure. the weather. Uh, but that sort of put a damper on the meat because there were a lot of scratches. It messes up people's pick six tickets, right? Just not the ideal year for Saratoga. Sure. Um, I hope that Saratoga does not put in a synthetic surface because it will uh, degrade the racing there a little bit. I think so, too. Um, I think anytime a, a track puts in a synthetic surface because if you're – if you're going to keep your number of grass races the same, which grass racing is phenomenal, love mm-hmm. turf races, uh, but if you're going to keep or cut your dirt races in not quite half, but maybe let's call it 35%, it's going to uh, downgrade the quality of your racing. For sure. Because there are dirt horses, there are turf horses, mm-hmm. there's not a lot of synthetic horses anymore. No, there really aren't. Because the number of tracks that run synthetic, not that many, right? Um, Turfway, Woodbine, um, I'm sure there's one or two others. Gulfstream, I guess, has their synthetic surface. so.
1: But it's rarely used, too, isn't it? I right. Mean, compared to... 30% of their races, yeah.
0: maybe. Yeah. Um, and probably that's even low. Um, so people aren't as attracted to it. You're not going to get the high quality of horses. You'll still get the trainers, but they're not going to put their best horses on that surface. Well,
1: I mean, let's think about... Not that Arlington was... Not that it's what killed Arlington. Cause it's it not. is
0: what... Well... It had a big part of what killed Arlington.
1: Correct, right? So the the racing did go certainly downhill after that. Yeah. Um, And, I mean, there's a lot at stake here. A lot of things coming together, lots to do with politics and getting bigger purses and things like that. But, yeah, I certainly think the quality of horse went down after that, certainly. Um, I actually was glad that you were mentioning Saratoga. I wanted to pull up an article that Frank sent me about Saratoga, but the Daily Herald is making me pay for it. Oh, and yeah. I say, fuck you. God Daily forbid Herald. you pay for journalism. <laughs> I'm not going to simply because I don't have the time and whatever while we're on air to do that. But it was basically a bit of a scathing review, I thought, um, from Jim O'Donnell. He does that. Yes. <laughs> um, about the Against All Odds statue and how it, it basically couldn't save the sagging Saratoga meat. Um and there was some interesting stuff in there. And I think one thing that I maybe disagreed with was his assertion that um, the statue would have been better off in downtown Arlington Heights, that it would have be- it belonged there. I don't necessarily think that's true. I think the Racing Hall of Fame is a great spot for it. Um, it might not be. It certainly isn't as uh, grandiose as the track Arlington. Of was. course. Yeah. It's spot yeah. there. But I don't think it would have been necessarily any more appropriate in downtown Arlington Heights. Right. There, there um, is
0: history associated with that race that transcended just Arlington Park. It was the first million dollar race. Um, so, yeah, the, the, the Racing Hall of Fame is is a good enough spot for it. Yeah.
1: yeah. I also thought it was telling that in that article, he talked about how in one of the biggest sports markets in the world uh, or in this. I'm sorry, in the country, there's no Chicagoland racetrack. But there is interesting isn't it <laughs> i'm sorry no major racetrack
0: that's a and I thought that's a that better was, assertion i thought it was quite
1: a quite a slight though i mean to just yeah I, it's a bit of a slap in the face to or just poorly researched i don't know
0: no he, he, he knows hawthorne exists someone would have called he, him he, up. he knows hawthorne exists but yeah. yes it's nothing special because
1: cicero actually is much closer to chicago than <laughs> yeah <laughs> Much more Chicago land than, yeah. or Chicago than land, as right. uh, Arlington was. Yeah. But yeah, it was an interesting article. If anyone wants to pay the $3 for a one-day pass, they're <laughs> not on air while they're trying to do it. Right. It's an interesting article, but yeah. I was glad that you brought that up because yeah. I wanted to say
0: something about no, it. No, and it, it's it's a shame for, for Naira because I'm sure Handel was down because of things that happened. And For those
1: who don't know, Naira is the New York Racing Association. Thank you, yes. <laughs> I've always um, pronounced it NIRA. Yeah. Even though it's Naira. incorrect. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, interesting That's how though. I roll. Um, Belmont is going a is undergoing a massive renovation. Interesting. I didn't and know that. it just this just broke this past week, but in 2025, the Belmont is going to be run at Saratoga.
1: Oh, because of renovations?
0: Which is going to be really interesting because if huh. they want to keep it at a mile and a half, I don't know where they're going to start that That's race.
1: That's really interesting. Yeah. Belmont's the longest of the three. mile and a half, yeah, 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 it's long,
0: and the the track itself at Belmont is a mile and a half circumference
1: in Belmont kind of at this point, uh no, it's the preakness where that's kind of all they have at Pimlico, yeah, Belmont's got better racing, no
0: Bel- Oh, yeah, Belmont's yeah. N- I was New York racing is actually really good, even even I was aqueduct not, yeah. even yeah. aqueduct over the winter, the racing is better there than um you know, pretty much anywhere else, yeah. but um, you know, outside of uh, fairgrounds isn't that great as far as racing goes until you, they start the Kentucky Derby preps and stuff yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Um, but, yeah, disappointing Saratoga meet. Um, <laughs> occasionally uh, on a Saratoga Friday or Saturday, I'll, I'll put in a few bucks to Twin Spires and they allow on Twin Spires, they allow dollar win bets.
1: Oh, interesting. So
0: I've always said for me, handicapping is more about being right than uh-huh. than betting. So, but I'll still throw a dollar. Well, sure. I must've picked, I must've bet on, I don't know, maybe 30 races this year at Saratoga. I must've picked the second place horse 15 times and by a neck or less. Just
1: that kind of stuff. Oh my
0: God. (laughs) Nipped at the wire. Just didn't quite get there. You know, one of those. Yeah.
1: Uh, As it pertains to horse racing. um, I have been driving by the track here, there, and everywhere and it's uh it's nearly dead um it's been it's been dying that slow slow death for a while now i'm finally a little bit used to watching it um but i saw some drone footage yesterday of where the clubhouse gate used to be and you can't see that from the road and that one i was like ooh okay
0: especially since that was your home for a summer two. oh my or two. god it killed me i know i know so like
1: yeah kevin and i have been talking about how we'll just we'll be happy when it's just gone Cause, wa- Cause watching it go down is pretty rough.
0: Well, um, in the summer we, when we were playing softball, we would drive by it yep. almost every Friday night on the way on our way to the bar to yeah. pregame or postgame. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. Yeah. yeah, it's rough. Anyway. Um, yeah. So should should we tell the story? I feel like is, this is has to be.
1: This is like the it's elephant the, uh, in the yeah, room. Yeah, kind of. I'm sitting here. Yeah. Laughing. So quickly.
0: <laughs> we mentioned that uh it's what fifty two days until our wedding. Woo woo. And so uh I and I was wondering if you might hop on mic for this, but if you don't have you don't want you don't have to if you don't want to, but okay. I can, I can take
1: a potty break if you want. <laughs> I can have my seat. Okay.
0: Um so we were uh gonna play fall co ed twelve inch softball together.
1: Which is a horrible idea.
0: In hindsight. <laughs>
1: um, Softball's a bad and, idea.
0: So Quit I, while you're I, ahead. Ann has played in this league for a while. And um, up until this year, I had never so much as subbed. Um, so a, couple, what a cute
1: bonding experience for you, too.
0: <laughs> a couple times this summer, I subbed and uh, whatever is fine. But I finally got the full-time invite for the fall season. And uh, opening night of fall, which was August 10th, um, Which is
1: asinine, (laughs) but go on.
0: Um, We were, it was kind of a new team trying to figure out where people were playing. uh, Kind of a mishmash of positions and people were injured. So anyways. Anne, Anne, where did you play? Third base. (laughs) She ends up playing third base. And these are dirt fields. Not a
1: normal place for Anne to
0: play. Not in 12-inch softball, no. Correct. Um, And in co-ed softball, you're still using the hardball. And I'm sure you can see where this is going. But With a mitt. With a mitt, yeah, yeah. With a mitt, everybody, right? Guys and girls included. Thank goodness. Because, I mean, it's hardball, right? Yeah. Um, So the fields we're at, and it it hadn't rained in like three weeks at this point. Um, It is a thin layer of dirt over concrete is what it feels like. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we get to the seventh inning. We had two games that night. We get to the seventh inning of game one, and she's playing third. Um, I get the first out. Then a guy comes up and hits a rope ground ball that bounces, we think, twice, and took a bad hop and... Huh? No, well, okay, but it hit the ground first. It, um,
1: line drive's not the right word, right. but... but yeah. so a hard grounder. Yeah. That's and, what he hit.
0: Yeah, and it took a bad hop and catches Ann square in the eye. Um, and just immediately, there's blood everywhere, and uh, obviously she... Uh, is having a hard time seeing things and um because her eyes so much (laughs) there was um her eyes swelled shut immediately (laughs) sorry so we get her to the bench somebody was there uh, a nurse uh and a physical therapy assistant student excellent (laughs) (laughs) crack (laughs) team was was there to help um actually people sprung into action really quick because there were people there to help Put a T-shirt on her face. Faith to,
1: in humanity right, restored. Right.
0: Yes. People called nine one one. Um. So the paramedics came. They get her on a stretcher. This probably took, it felt a lot longer for her, but I thought they got there pretty quick once the phone call was made. Sure um, you did. <laughs> um. So, anyways, the one we
1: bleeding out on the sideline.
0: Right. Exactly. Exactly. I really the sideline dugout. So, um, we get to the hospital. right? <laughs> Um, it's 45 minutes before I can go back and see her, even mm-hmm, uh, yeah. because the ER was actually fairly busy. Do that I night. get a phone call? No. <laughs> did you want one that night?
1: Yes. <laughs> Better than the text I got the next morning. It's fine. I have my phone. Yeah, never
0: phone. I really did. Yeah. I believe that, actually. I kept yeah. immediate family as a prize. Put it that way. Yeah, fuck you, Brady. <laughs> You're the one who's supposed to be communicating. Yeah. Um, She's bleeding. You're supposed to be yeah. making the calls. <laughs> I did. Where was my call? <laughs> um, so the result of the did they even do an X-ray? It was just a head CT. So uh, broken orbital bone Ugh. under her eye, and uh, we found out couple after stitches. the fact. Couple stitches mm-hmm. because there was a, a cut. Four? Two cuts. Four stitches. Three in total, right? No, four in total. Yeah, three, three under her eye, and then one on the like inside of her nose. Oh. Uh, by the eyes. So um, the pictures are pretty gnarly. Um, yes, they are. <laughs> uh, the the before and the after, because the, the first picture I took, there's still a lot of dried blood. She hadn't mm. got cleaned up yet. Mm. Uh, and then after Not the fact. Smiling. No, no, nope. no. She did smile in the nope. hospital. I, she's like, there was one you had taken a pain pill. So you're maybe a little loopy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Upon exit, there's yeah. a smile. Um, so, anyways, the diagnosis: broken orbital bone, and we found out broken nose because the ER doc came in and her left nostril was still bleeding, and she asks, "Why is my nose still bleeding?" He goes, "Oh, your nose is broken." Just oh, like cute. so matter-of-factly, like after like, uh, side you that. thought, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so, anyways, uh, the next morning, we went home. We left about midnight from the hospital. We're back at the hospital uh, seeing uh, an eye doctor. Um, That's
1: when I got my text. <laughs> uh,
0: at 730 in the morning. Not that early, though. Um, <laughs> and, <No>. yeah. <laughs> we... Where's the coffee? <laughs> yeah. So they opened the eye. Ooh. They forced the eye open to examine.
1: This is where I started getting nauseous.
0: Yeah. Um, so swollen. It's so swollen. Black and blue, obviously, bruising uh, the whole nine yards. They refer us to a surgeon who uh because the the nature of her fracture needed surgery. Um just uh, well, I guess it wasn't Orbital mandatory, but
1: floor or-
0: reconstruction. Yeah, basically. OFR. Yeah. Oh, you know the term. That was that was the acronym <laughs> I could not get right the day I came
1: to see you. It's OFR.
0: Not what? to be confused with O A R, the band. Correct. Um My mom gave me that one. O F R. Um so they refer us to a surgeon. Luckily, that same day, uh, we get seen by, um, it's a brother and sister who run the practice. Mm-hmm. The brother who ended up doing the surgery was in Michigan on vacation. The sister, who's on maternity leave at the time, <laughs> comes in and sees us on, awesome at 5 o'clock on a Friday. Good woman. <laughs> Great woman. Good woman. Yes, absolutely. Thank you for um... <laughs> leaving your baby. Thank you. Yeah. Um, and says, uh, yep, this is what's going to happen. Um, it routine, like giving us, you know, what we Some needed to hear. Some Yeah.
1: Some instruction and. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So then
0: I said, let me throw a date out there for you. October 28th. <laughs> What's it going to look like by then? She goes, oh, you'll be totally fine. You know, it's all well and good. Because what did it look
1: like on August Not 11th? Not great.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Not great. And knowing that surgery was going to be needed, um, you know, it's going to, as they said, it's going to be worse before it got better. Sure. Um so we got we got the good news though that the wedding was still far enough away that um you know she'd be able to recover and 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 be fine. So um fast forward a week um she has surgery. Um the no- the nose was if you looked closely was visibly crooked.
1: I didn't look that closely there was a lot of swelling. Yeah,
0: yeah, but if, I mean I
1: think I think the lopsidedness of the face <laughs>
0: yeah. was a-
1: was actually masking the lopsidedness of the nose.
0: I'm glad she could laugh about this now.
1: (laughs) I'm not real good at sugarcoating these things. You may have noticed. It is not my forte. Uh, Yeah, so when I came on Saturday or Sunday, whenever that was, um, Anne's face was, the cheeks were very swollen. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It all kind of fallen. Yeah,
0: gravity did its work. Yeah.
1: And uh, yeah your whole face looked lopsided. Yeah. Which I can say now cuz you look tremendous right now. Right? I can't even tell right? that you had
0: anything done. Yeah. So um surgery happened a week after the accident and fully I was fully under, fully out. Oh yeah, yeah, out. Full
1: surgery, not now patient or anything.
0: Yeah. So um there's an incision in the very corner of her eye, That's the what outside I can't corner. That's and then the inside incision. Ooh. <laughs> uh to put a metal plate in there to reconstruct the orbital floor.
1: And we haven't decided whether you'll go off in in metal alarms yet. Okay. I think you're going to need I think you're going to need a medical note for that. Well,
0: so my mom has metal in her wrist ah. from our car accident. Okay. And Does she, she doesn't go off? no.
1: Has she traveled since then? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, there you
0: go. Um Karen so said I, so, I, so. I don't think you'll, you're going to need it, but we'll find out. I would out.
1: still find out before you travel.
0: <laughs> so,
1: <laughs> don't wait two years to renew your yeah. license. <laughs> Crime doesn't pay,
0: right? Um, so surgery happens, and uh, the doctor came out and spoke to me. My dad had come to keep me company at the hospital while T- this was tell happening. Tell
1: everybody when I texted you <laughs> to see how you were doing <laughs> yeah. and if you needed someone to come sit with you. Would you tell me?
0: I said, "My dad's here. We're betting on horses." Uh,
1: <laughs> Never heard anything so on brand before in my whole life.
0: Saratoga was running. I had two and a half hours to kill. Uh-huh. Uh, my dad was betting on Saratoga and Indianapolis. I think. Uh huh. Uh huh. Colonial. Uh-huh. Um. He
1: did not need someone to come sit with him. He already had company. <laughs> yeah. And some horse racing. Yeah.
0: Well, and luckily we got a scouting report of what was available to us, like refreshment wise, because lo and behold, the surgery is at her workplace. That's true. <laughs> yeah. I know. Don't they have a wonderful (laughs)
1: cafeteria? They do. It used to be excellent. I don't know if it's still on par.
0: Um, And just the timing of how everything worked out. I didn't need lunch. Um, We got a coffee at some point right before they closed, luckily. Uh, But anyways, uh, so the surgeon comes out and talks to us and says, hey, yeah, things went well. Um, Was he still in scrubs? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like he had left the OR and came to talk to me. Cool. Um, And said, yeah, I, I fixed the nose, too. Because we weren't sure he was going uh-huh, to. Uh-huh, uh uh-huh. That was a whole nother surgery that was scheduled, uh-huh. but now canceled because the doctor like, fixed the nose.
1: Thank you, doctor. Yeah.
0: The best yeah. part was. <laughs> Wait, what? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> the <laughs> nose. The nose was free. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In recovery, he goes. <laughs> which oh, was is, it recovery which or the follow-up? Great. Oh, the I mean, follow-up, that's, yeah. That's
1: great. Yeah. Really, truly. Yeah.
0: Um, And when we followed up with the ENT Saturday this past Saturday, he goes. Yeah, looks great. That's wonderful. Don't need surgery. Yeah. That's um, good. So based on what happened and what could have been the result, this is best case scenario. Yes. <laughs> I mean, wild to think about. But... So
1: as recently as a week and a half ago, um, we saw each other at the shower and it was clear you'd had something. Or something looking I walked in today and had completely forgotten about it. So I'm like, oh yeah, it looks pretty good. It's pretty great.
0: Yeah. I mean, there was uh ob- obviously the first question when this happens is what are we gonna do about the wedding? Right? It's I'm
1: not sure it was my first question. My first question was is her eye still in the socket?
0: Once we well okay. It's a really big question for Once me. Once we, we cross you. that bridge, sure. <laughs> yes. Obviously. Uh yeah, certainly
1: <laughs> not a great thing to happen anytime. But yeah,
0: yeah. Like when there's a wedding coming up, yeah, two
1: months before the most photographed day of your life, exactly, is a really unfortunate <laughs> time for that to happen. Oh
0: right. Um, so yeah, we we didn't talk about it really, and I didn't bring it up on purpose because I is was trying to stay positive of
1: your future. Like, are are we gonna tiptoe <laughs> around these big? I conversations? was trying to stay positive.
0: <laughs> um, so I think you need
1: to be more candid, Brady. <laughs> <laughs> You're like shut up.
0: She was already in enough of a foul mood because of what happened and I didn't want to put things in her head. And yeah,
1: we've had this conversation, but, um, I I was saying to my mother-in-law, Becky, um, I just, you know, Anne is so positive. I mean, if this had happened to me, I would have felt, I would have felt so sorry for myself. I would have been, you know, maybe milking. It's not the right word, but certainly just like kind of yeah, I don't know. And she said, "Well, just imagine if it happened to Bob, it would literally kill him." <laughs> yes, I think it might. <laughs> I think you're right. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, in true. Anne fashion. Yeah. You know, speaking of on on brand, you and Ken gambling um, in the That's waiting right. room. Yep. Like Anne took it um, with a, I don't know.
0: She took it like a champ. Yes, thank you.
1: <laughs> Very on brand.
0: Yeah. yeah because when when stitches were happening she didn't even flinch like yeah
1: see it's not necessary i'm telling you (laughs) yeah eyes and teeth are two things i just don't do well yeah i mean pain in general is not really my thing
2: yeah but yeah
1: yeah eyes and teeth are it and yeah yeah um, have you regained feeling in your teeth yet? It's better. Okay. I really do think it's getting better. Oh. I'm
0: sorry. Here. Yeah, now now we've reached the point yeah. of you need to be on microphone.
1: Yeah. <laughs> no, I really do feel I think the teeth are getting better. And they said that is all just the nerves of the face, and it just takes time. Um. So, like, the tenderness, the tingling, the teeth, numbness, like you just had dental work getting better. Yeah. So, I think yeah. it'll get there eventually. Yeah. But, for sure. <laughs> but yeah, at well, first, the teeth are like, they feel like they're going to fall out, but you just have no. to trust that you know that they're not. Yes. Because they're fine. There's yeah. nothing wrong with the
0: teeth. Right. It's
1: just the sensation.
0: And you didn't even yeah. see a dentist. It's just the no, nerves.
2: No, it's not anywhere near that.
0: Yeah. Not necessary. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. Good cameo. <laughs> and we're back. And we're back. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah, that happens. It's fine. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. It's fine. We're all Um, fine. I I did take (laughs) myself out of fall softball because (laughs) I was like, we don't need two of those. And even though like, and she made the point too, like, Hey, when you pitch, you're out there in full. Gear, right? I wear a lacrosse a third, helmet. Third
1: base is not that far from the. Picture. No, but
0: she wasn't wearing a mask or shin guards uh-huh, or anything. Uh-huh. Um, and so, um, you know, it's I, not I that just much said, farther, right? It's I just definitely said
1: definitely a hot spot.
0: I just said, you know what? Uh, let's not take the risk. And yeah, so I'm still playing in the Thursday league, although I'm missing a couple.
1: Bro, you are getting married. You have shit to do.
2: <laughs> stop, stop
1: taking on more. The answer is no. Just.
0: I asked her, things. I asked her, I said, Hey, uh, she's get- too
1: nice. It's on brand. <laughs> I'm telling you to stop. <laughs> yeah. Well,
0: well, and people Anne, understood when it, I said, sure. Hey, I'm not going to play this fall." And <laughs>
1: Anne, uh, had to bow out of a uh, fall volleyball because you're, I, when was the last time you didn't play volleyball? Yeah. It's been years since Anne didn't play volleyball. Yeah. I, I was talking to my mother-in-law about you, Anne. We were gossiping, but in a good way, but in an okay way about, um, how just bored out of your mind you must be because of course, Anne was at home sitting, yeah, watching TV, resting and that's not Anne's way. <laughs> yeah. And I said, I don't know the last time that woman didn't have a sport to play or even if not a sport to play, something to do. Right. Very active job, uh, yep. lots of housework, lots of bleaching, Cloroxing things, <laughs> So, like probably okay there we go <laughs> yeah that <laughs> hasn't stopped
0: that. <laughs> I, yeah, I i uh, tried to do my part i've picked up well we I, we haven't had to mow the lawn because it hasn't rained but true. um true. yeah true. so yeah.
1: no i you know what i don't i don't doubt that you did that you did your thing i just uh felt wow and must be going
0: bonkers because
1: i would be like Bring on the rest. <laughs> let me lay down. Well, let me the, the, watch this. the thing. tough
0: part for her though is like she can't necessarily watch TV because her eyesight is so bad and True. like audio naturally book might have been Yeah. Um helpful, but Which when, when she wasn't wearing her glasses because it was still uncomfortable, um she can't see. <laughs> She's just blind. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking miserable. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah. Oh God, I wish we
1: were on video for that. That was amazing.
0: (laughs) So, yeah, but everything's fine. Um, So we'll we'll, we'll see how many people, when we get to the wedding, we'll see how many people hadn't heard the story yet. Yeah. Um, Most, most of all of our friends know as we should wrap this up because it's beginning to rain. Um, A lot of equipment, Brady. Yeah. So, yeah, if if you hadn't heard the story, listen to the podcast and uh, you'll get the story. So, I guess, in interest of staying dry, until next time, I'm Brady. And I'm Kelsey. And we'll be back. <laughs>